Welcome to My Turn Podcast, a gaming podcast hosted by extra competitive siblings. My name's Jem, I'm the big sister, and I'm joined today by my youngest sibling, Erin. Hello, audience. How are we all? <laughs> I'm hoping they're good, Erin. I'm hoping they're good. But we also have another guest today, Beth. Hello. Hi, Beth. Beth is actually bubbling uh, at home with Erim at the moment because, yes, we are still in this nasty, horrible, I don't know what we call it. It's it, basically lockdown again, it isn't never, it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> it's a never-ending cycle at the minute, isn't it? I thought we'd be over this by now, but, you know. Do you, do you think it's really affecting our competitive edge? Like, I can't uh, wait to actually play a game with someone again. I know. I want to. I, like... I want to play. I want to play something like um, our brother's got this. Our other brother, who hopefully will be joining us for an end of year roundup, but he's just not been around because of this stupid pandemic. Yeah. Um, but he's got this amazing game, which is is exactly what I want to play when we're allowed to be together, which is called uh, Throw Throw Burrito. Or... Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> But um, I feel like you might actually murder someone, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a very physical game. Let's put it that way. And it does get very competitive. Uh, we'll we'll probably talk about it in the end of year roundup, actually, because I'm not sure we meant or did we mention it last year? Can't remember. I'll check in the back catalogue. But this is a gaming podcast and uh, we are going to be uh, reviewing and chatting through two games today. I believe they're both puzzle platformers. What are the games, Erin? Um, so I'm going to be reviewing The Very Dark and Mysterious Inside and yourself. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing Unravel 2. So yeah, both puzzle platformers, I think. Um, so why don't we kick things off? Do you want to start things off, Erin? Sure. Okay. So yeah, we'll be talking about um, again. I've, I've re I'm really going for a very different genre of game at the minute with um, a game like Inside, and this is probably the style of game that I hate the most. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> weirdly. So please bear in mind that I am coming at this from a place of. Um, Let's say this isn't my, my typical kind of thing, so I might not necessarily be as nice as I could be to it. But that's why I'm here, to give a balanced view, because I love the game. You're the mediator <laughs> in this case. But yeah, Inside is a very uh, dark and mysterious puzzle platformer, like you said, very much in the same kind of genre as um, Limbo, who was also created by Playdead, which is the company that's created both of these, and Little Nightmares, I believe is the other one that I'd um, say this is quite akin to. Yeah, um, and yeah. I reviewed Little Lightmare, Little Nightmares? Nightmares, in fact. <laughs> um, I think last year or the year, no, maybe two years ago. So go through the back catalogue. We've been at this a while, guys. Um, so lovely. So what were your expectations then going into this game? And it's probably worth saying, Erin, for anyone who maybe hasn't been listening to the podcast for very long, what kind of games you normally play? Just briefly, so why this is such a, a for you. <laughs> so actually, the reason we got this game is because you suggested it, didn't you, Beth? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, he really didn't like it. I, 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 <laughs> Spoilers. I really, really liked it. Um, it. This well, yeah. is this is 
exactly the kind of game I like. And what we've been trying to do is because we're quite busy, yeah. is play shorter games that we can also play together. So by sort of sw- switching the controllers, particularly when it, it got a bit too intense for me, that was mm. sort of when I chucked so, the controller at yeah. Aram. But what were, your, what were your expectations going into it? Because I'd never actually come across this. You were just like, here's an amazing game. Uh, well, Let's play it together, pretty much. It has won so many awards that I just thought, well, I, you know, that's kind of what I base things on, um, on, you know, reviews like this, whether people enjoy it. And I thought, well, if something that's won that many, you know, accolades, it's got to be good. Um, I didn't actually have any expectations. I heard of Limbo before. I haven't actually played it. But I wanted something that was a bit creepy, and it definitely delivered. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah. Um, Yeah, like I said, I think I was in the same kind of boat because I'd not played Limbo before. Um, As soon as we went into it, we didn't really have any kind of expectations of it. But we're instantly, even though I'm coming in from a negative point, we're instantly engrossed in the atmosphere and the kind of, uh, what's the word for something that's intuitive? That's it. The intuitive gameplay um, of this puzzle platformer. So again, Erin, just briefly tell us, what is your normal uh, go-to oh, sorry. game style? Yeah, yeah. So I like uh, <laughs> strategy games and role-playing games. Um, so, I mean, I don't mind platformers, but anything yeah. that has some sort of logic puzzle, which this game has plenty of, yeah. I just hate the idea of. So like something like Portal, <laughs> I'd probably rather rip my eyes out, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Erin versus Portal or something. <laughs> I re- we, we keep saying we're going to film you playing Portal. but I will uh... have to have like a pint of vodka before I start playing <laughs> just to make it bearable. Okay, so uh, were there any positives when you started playing the game? So let's start oh, with you, Erin. Um, what were the things you liked about it? <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I'm going to try and be as fair as possible. Okay, the gameplay is really intuitive, very simple. Um, The atmosphere and the sense of trying to run away from uh, these dark, mysterious either people or like other objects or things that seem to be after you is very incaptivating. Um, is, is that a word? In- captivating. 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 There we yeah. go. Yeah, you're <laughs> instantly immersed in this very dark, mysterious world where you're running away in this forest. You're going through all these different levels. Um, it's, yeah, it really delivers the dark and the mysterious in this game very, very well. Um, yeah. It's just quite easy to follow. So they're my positives, really. What about um, with the aesthetic and the kind of mood and style of the game? Was there any any positives there for you? Yeah, I mean, the art style is fantastic. If you're someone who really... I think this is the kind of game you could take a screenshot at any point and it would just look like a work of art. You can tell they've, done, they've taken a lot of care in their presentation. And I think in particular, the lighting, the way they've lit certain scenes is just fantastic because... This game almost feels like it's in black and white, but it isn't. It's just the way they've lit it feels really washed out. And they really use yeah. um, colours very cleverly. So, for example, with different puzzles, if you need to be uh, drawn to certain things, they'll colour things differently. So it instantly leads your eye and you kind of know what you have to do without being instructed. So, yeah, like I said, again, um, the intuition in this game is really well thought out. And you just know what you need to do straight away. Mm. Well, and you say there- that... But 
the puzzles are pretty complicated. <laughs> I think some of them took us quite a while. They did, actually, yeah. <laughs> But we knew we had to get to certain points. So I think that's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it, w- it was very clever the way it did that. Mm, yeah, very well done. Go on, sorry. Uh, sorry, I was just going to ask um, if there was a clear story or if that didn't seem to matter because you said it was quite intuitive how you play the game, but was it equally There's... as uh, accessible mm. to know what was going on? No. Why things were happening? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to that then. So Beth, no, no, what, no, no, what? no. It's done oh. very intentionally. Oops. Oh, and there There's goes my definitely a theme, <laughs> and I think it's okay. It's definitely open to interpretation because, um, from what I got from it, is that it's about mind control. Um, oh gosh. There is a lot about it that it's. It starts kind of slow. There's certain things that you you kind of. There's these little chicks, for example, that you have to use as part of the puzzle and they're kind of following you. And then gradually, the more you go through the game, the more things you kind of take control of. Yeah. And, and as it progresses, it becomes very much about that. And you start questioning, actually, who was in control. It, it's... Yeah, it's very, very right. clever, but it was also highly irritating. <laughs> okay. I think towards the end of this, um, until uh, towards the end of what we're going to say, I think we need to give a big spoiler alert because I'd like to actually reveal uh, what's happening towards the end to kind of give you a bit of an insight. So we'll keep everything a little bit vague for now. Yeah. But as we come to the end, yeah. uh, we'll put a big spoiler alert so no one gets upset. And <laughs> we'll explain what your actual mission is. Okay, uh, and before we move on to some negatives, which I feel like there's going to be a few of, um, <laughs> judging by your your kind of uh, preamble, um, was there anything else positive uh, about this game that you really liked? I mean, for example, you played it together, even though it's not strictly a co-op. Was that a positive experience? Was that something you'd recommend? Yeah, so one of the things is um, if you do fail a mission, or or I say a mission, if you get killed in this game, there's not too much of a jump back to any earlier points. Like, you'll only be a few seconds earlier. Um, So there's that kind of, oh, I failed at that. Let's try something different. So it's quite easy to kind of exchange controls and be like, oh, it's my turn. Oh, it's your turn. So it's very easy to pick up without having to, um, you know, backtrack too far. So I think, yeah, that's that's a really positive thing. It's a great experience to, um, you know, share with someone. And if you're a big coward like me, when it becomes <laughs> a bit too intense, it's great to, to give the controller over. I think one of the big things about this game is that it deliberately has narrow misses. So mm. it right. keeps you on your toes the whole time. Like Aram said about the atmosphere, it's very, it's just... I'm, so creepy yeah isn't it? it's yeah. really really horrible it's and like, unsettling and even no matter even if you time things perfectly it's made so that it's literally by the millisecond yeah. that you escape something yeah so would you classify this as a horror game um in a way i think so yeah, yeah. it's not oh uh, uh, yeah do you know what there is scare. there is one there is one point where you're Mm, I would say probably about three quarters of the way through and there's this horrible, I won't say what it is, the horrible monster. 
Is it the water one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> Basically, this this thing lives in the water, um, and it chases after you if you're underwater. The only way okay. to stop it is with a light source. But any time you shine the light at it, you have to stop moving. So you're in kind of like a submarine, and ah. every time you turn around, you shine the light on it, and it can't move in the light. As soon as you turn away, it starts chasing after you again. So you have to be like careful a... because if it catches up to you, it like rips you out of the submarine and drowns you. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a horror game version of What's the Time, Mr. Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part, certainly. It's, I think the other thing about it is that, so this game, you kind of get um, chucked in into the middle of it. There's no controls or in, like instructions. or in, Obviously there's controls, <laughs> but there's no instructions. So you kind of have to work it out. It's very simple to work out, but um, yeah, there's no explanation. And I think that's, again, one of the themes, like this is just my thinking about it but i don't think they really want you to explain too much no it immerses you more in that mm. sense doesn't it because you're just left to your own devices i mean yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine something so dark and scary mm. um, coming up with press x to jump would just like it would <laughs> mm. just completely ruin the atmosphere of but it. Mm. the other thing about it is even though it's so scary um I, th I think the intention is that you it is trial and error in this game so you are actually meant to die because that's kind of how you work things out mm. but some of the deaths are horrific and horrible and some of them are really comical so there is kind of like dark humor mm. kind of place throughout it so yeah. yeah it's it's a hard genre to nail down definitely mm. okay so let's Let's just go straight into the negatives then, uh, if you could just I... summarise them for us. <laughs> so I feel like you've both had quite a different experience on this game. So let's start with Erin and then we'll move to Beth. I hated it. Okay, so just the puzzles <laughs> and how on edge I felt. So honestly, it's the, it's the game doing the right thing because it's meant to make you feel like that. But I was just yeah. so creeped out and uh, um, frustrated by the puzzles that I just wanted to complete it. I said to you, you were saying about maybe doing it another day, weren't you? And I was like, no, I just need to get it done today. I needed to complete it. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> so yeah. So I like, want to... I want to dig into that a bit. Go Did on. Did you find the puzzles challenging? They they weren't too bad, actually. I wasn't. Okay. I think we might have had to have googled one challenge out of the whole okay. thing. The rest of it, the rest of it was pretty um, self-explanatory. Um, but yeah, again, like because it's not my genre of game, and because you felt on edge, I just wanted to get it complete. So it's more that it just made you feel icky and creeped out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You just wanted to get that Spine. kind of resolution at the end. Like, yeah. I've completed. Thank God, I'm not going to get eaten by yeah. some weird sea monster people again. And unfortunately, I refused the control back. So <laughs> <laughs> when I felt unsettled, I just passed it over. You did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So for you, Beth, what were the negatives? Um, I will have to spoil it in order. To say uh, the negative. Okay, okay. should we round? Alert. Should we round up any other points before we do a spoiler? I think I think it is very similar and akin to. Um, oh God, what was the other game called? Limbo. Yeah, very yeah. akin and similar to that. I don't think it really provided anything particularly unique. No. Other than 
I don't know what the story of Limbo is, but the open-ended uh, side of this story, I guess, is probably one thing to uh, talk about. It really doesn't explain what's happening. It's really open to interpretation, okay. but like Beth said, it has a very, um, you know, an underlying theme of mind control. And we'll go into that okay. in a little bit more detail in a bit. I think they were trying to make something that was similar to Limbo because Limbo mm. did really well. So the yeah. two games actually start the same way. So you literally, uh, I, in Limbo, I know that you, you sort of just end up somewhere and, and then inside... You just you, tumble down... Yeah, you tumble a, down a, a, a wall yeah. and you're just there. Yeah. And they both start very similar. They're both the same kind of artwork... I've played a bit of Limbo, but I haven't played the whole game. So I don't know. I don't know what the resolution is. I don't know what happens at the end, but you're essentially just a little boy, I think it is. And, and you're just mm. kind of surviving. Yeah. You're surviving one exact. nasty uh, puzzle to another. Um, all yeah. in kind it's of exactly darkness and shadow. exactly the same thing. The, the, these poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> just thrust into this horrible world. But yeah. oh, Spoiler All right. Alert. Let's do it. So, spoilers for Inside. If you want to skip the spoiler, um, we'll try and wrap this up in two minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> really? That long? Okay, two minutes. All right, we'll try quickly. Okay. The whole game starts off where you feel about you're running away from something. But as you progress through the stages, you find yourself in a bit of a laboratory and you've come across all these grey creatures in the background that you start being able to mind control. And what starts off as people trying to stop you ends up as people actually not trying to stop you. You come across like scientists and they completely disregard you. And you're just always on this journey towards this one central place. And you're, you're, you arrive in like the middle of a laboratory and all these scientists are running towards a central figure and looking through a window all in amazement. And you have to break into that, uh, I guess, container and you come across this weird, distorted experiment where they smushed like loads of people together into this thing called the huddle. So it's literally just loads of body parts all smushed together and you start to unrelease it as it's like all plugged in and being fed, I guess, um, by the scientists. But the thing is, the things that are plugged into it are the same like helmets that you use to mind control things. So there's an open end to the story that people think that the actual huddle is is actually calling the boy towards it to free it. But the best bit about it is that when you're the huddle... You, you sound like you have diarrhea for like the next half an hour of the game. <laughs> it absorbs you into itself. <laughs> so when you're releasing it, before you do the last helmet, it actually grabs you and absorbs you and you control it. And that is where the game gets so much fun because you end up just ro running around uh, the laboratories, just destroying everything. See, this is the point where Aram started to like the game and I started to hate <laughs> it because it just became so ridiculous. You were just as much to go... Oh, the noises are oh, amazing. They were so <laughs> stupid. The, the other thing, I guess, going to the, the what, you, what I didn't like about it and, again, spoiling it slightly, is that... Um, at one point in the game, you are drowned and there is no explanation as to how mm. you continue the game. Yeah, just you, you're drowned by one of these. These creatures are called sirens 
Um, so part part of one of the puzzles is the level actually breaks and there's no way to escape it. And right. as you're about to climb out the water, instead of having a near miss, the siren actually grabs you and you think, oh, that's the game over. And Erin was really relieved. And then it was like, oh, no, actually, it's, it's, it's got another hour to go. Yeah. So she drags <laughs> you down, plugs you in with one of the mind control devices and revives you. And you're able to swim underwater without holding your breath. And the actual grey creatures that I was saying you had to wear the helmet for to mind control. Yeah. You don't need to. You just instantly mind control them straight away. Everything I becomes see. backwards. So when you're underwater, you can walk normally. And then when you're above water, it's like you're swimming. It's so, oh, so yeah. cool. Like, it just really trippy. But... I loved it, but there was no explanation. It was a bit like, yeah. you know, the season finale of Lost. Just sheer disappointment. <laughs> you turn up in a church and everyone's there for no reason. <laughs> Are you dead? Are you not? Um, right, okay. So does that conclude the spoiler section? Yeah, yes. I mean, we won't see how it ends, but, you know, there's no resolution, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right, so end, end of, of spoilers, spoilers for Inside, end of spoilers for inside um so that will bring us nicely on to who would you recommend this to what kind of gamer uh anyone who likes creepy stuff anyone who loves their puzzle platformers anyone that has played and i've forgotten it again Limbo. <laughs> yeah anyone who's played limbo or uh, little nightmares and likes that kind of genre of game um, yeah i mean really they usually immersive... come as a bundle now anyway yeah I think anyone that's short of time as well, it's, uh, I mean, we completed it very quickly. About three hours yeah. it took us to complete. So it's quite a good one for someone who wants a bit of like kind of escapism and intensity for like a short amount of time. Um, yeah, I would argue. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. So, uh, there, there is some technical issues. Um, <laughs> so now we've recovered from our technical issues. Um, what would you rate this game? So what is your rating for Inside? I'll start first. Okay, uh, so okay. despite the fact that this is not my type of game, I think it delivers on what it's meant to. So for that, I'm going to say 8 out of 10. Oh my goodness, you're giving it a higher rating. This is why I was intrigued. I knew you would do this. I knew you'd dislike the game more, but give it a higher rating. It's, I think it's done its job really well. I, I, mm, Go I on, your turn anyway. No, I think it's really worth playing, but I'm, I'm a story person and that's what I wanted and it didn't deliver that. So I'm only going to give this a 7 out of 10. Okay, so an 8 out of 10 from Erin and a 7 out of 10 from Beth. Yeah, really interesting because the way you're talking about it, um, I would have <laughs> probably swapped those around if I'd predicted. Very nice. Thanks, everyone. Um, if you hear any bumps and crashes, uh, my dog is just continually trying to get on my lap. Oh. The last podcast recording we tried to do. He's just and a he's big fan, Gem. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> um, is he? Don't know. Let's see. Um, so, I think it's my turn. It is indeed. So remind us, what is the game that you're going to be talking about today? 
Uh, so I am going to be talking about a game called Unravel 2. Uh, Unravel 2 was developed by the Swedish studio Coldwood Interactive uh, and it was published by EA. Uh, originally launched in June of 2018 uh, and came to Switch last year, uh, March 2019, and we played it on Switch uh, earlier this year. Oh, nice one. Um, so yeah, can you give us the explanation of the game in a nutshell, please? This is a single or multiplayer puzzle platformer where you can play uh, two little anthropomorphic, I think I said that right, uh, you play these little uh, creatures <laughs> made of wool um, and they're called yarnies. You're like little... They look like little sprites, Yarnies. I guess. That's the cutest name. Yeah, they're name. called Yarnies. Oh, I want to <laughs> oh, play it. I want to play it. <laughs> it's very... The little characters are very, very sweet. And this is the second game in a series of games. Unravel 1 came out in 2016, I believe. Um, and we really enjoyed that. And in Unravel 1, you get to play as one Yarny. So when my partner and I played it, we actually did what you did with Inside, where we took Switching turns controls. doing the puzzle. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas in this game, you can play local co-op or you can play the two characters, but mm -hmm. yourself, you know, as a single player. Uh, but we played it as local co-op. And so you take one character each. And again, you're progressing through a sluice story. It's quite similar to yours in a way progressing through a loose story by overcoming different puzzle sections in different ways. Just out of curiosity, is it uh, quite similar to ours in that you, you're you not really too sure of what the actual story is, it's very ambiguous, or do you know exactly what you're heading towards and why? Well, what I'd like to come in on with that, well, I'll answer that, is my expectation of the game, because having played the first yeah. one, um, the first one is very much uh, a kind of loose narrative where you're almost tapping into someone else's memories through a series of photographs. Uh, and I think it's an mm. older lady living in a little house and you're kind of this, this little yarny red wool creature and you're traversing garden obstacles and, and moving things around in her house and around in her garden and in the, the yeah. really nice sort of countryside area. Um, and so the story was a bit incidental, like it had a very sweet undertone, which is that you're sort of almost helping someone with their memories um, and, and kind of reinvigorating Aww. faded photos. I think that's yeah. what happened. It's been a long time since I played it, but I think that's the gist of it. And so we expected more of the same with this one. Um, yeah. But what they did instead was gave you a different kind of story, which really broke my expectation because the last one was very sweet, mm. um, very sort of pastoral and cosy. And this one, uh, you start off kind of washed up. You meet your counterpart, Yarny, the blue Yarny, uh, and you connect your yarns together. So you are basically. Sorry, say that again. Do they have different names? No, they're just called Yarnies. I didn't even know they were called Yarnies until Aww. I read about this new one coming out uh, a couple of years ago and was like, oh, Okay, so it's not explained Yarnies. to you at all. No, then. they don't have names. They don't talk. 
Aww. No, they just exist. So in this game, um, to go back to your question about story, the story starts with you being washed up. Uh, you find that your yarn is broken. You find another Yarny, a different colour Yarny, who isn't Aww. in the first game, a blue one. You join your yarns together with this magical light. And this is just right at the beginning of the game. And then you follow the light and the light kind of takes you through every single puzzle. But what happens with this game is that you get exposed to these two kids and these two young kids seem to be in danger. Uh, and they seem to be in danger from their parents. And there's some suggestion that their parents are either alcoholics or substance abusers and so for the whole God. story yeah it's really like not Bit. nice yeah and considering the characters are so sweet and twee it it feels a bit weird but i'll, I'll get more into that when we talk about some of the sort of things i i didn't think quite worked with this game but um yeah so essentially the story is you need to bring light back to the lives of these two kids yeah. So in that sense, it's much more of a story than the first game. Um, I'm just not sure that that gave the game anything. <laughs> so it's clear. Yeah. But not sure it helped. <laughs> yeah. No, no worries. Okay, so um, what, what about the game did you find that was really good? What did you enjoy about it? The good things about this game. Um, I really like this style of gameplay. I love puzzle platformers. I especially love cooperative puzzle platformers. It's something you can do together uh, with someone in your own home. And it's a pleasant experience when you're solving a problem together rather than against each other. And I know I mentioned this a bit in, in our last episode when Tim mm. and I were talking about co-op games. but um, I really like the the kind of variation of puzzles. So sometimes there were obstacles to cross. Yeah. Sometimes there were things to move and manipulate. Uh, sometimes there were side-scrolling chase sequences uh, and danger avoidance moments. And these were all really, really enjoyable. And between the two yarnies, you can use each other as anchors, as counterweights, as mm. fulcrums. Um, so it's really fun in terms of the mechanics. And obviously you're made of wool. So the main thing you're doing is sending bits of wool out and hanging it off things and swinging and, and catching each other. Um, and what I loved about this game is that because there was two of you, you had yeah. the option to join together. <laughs> it was really cute. Oh, really? Like one, oh. Yeah, one of you kind of like hogs the other one and then only one of you needs to control it. And I yeah. think this is a masterstroke for local co-op gaming because some of you won't be that into doing the kind of side-scrolling timed escape puzzle so for example at one point you're chased by i think it's like a grouse some kind of yeah um game bird uh, and you're chased Terrifying. by because you're really small you're like a little borrower but like a little <laughs> borrower uh, and so you're trying to escape from it and you know those sequences where it side scrolls and if you get left behind it will just catch you um, yeah. and some people hate that some people find that really stressful and some people really like it uh, mm -hmm. I for example find it hard to swing catch and swing in those kinds of situations because I get like overexcited <laughs> and so yeah. I always miss the swing point oh, no. um, whereas my partner Alex is much better at that whereas I might be better at 
working out a puzzle that requires a bit more logic or a bit yeah, more so, thinking around. So they can just take over from you in, the, exactly. in those circumstances. Exactly. Yeah. And some of the more tricky crossing points, because um, mm. there is a lot of jumping on from one thing to another, jumping, catching, swinging, really, you know, it's a lot, it's quite technical in that sense. Um, and you don't have to do it twice, which I think is a really nice touch. Uh, obviously, if you're playing on your own, that's what you need because it's much harder to control two yeah. characters on your own. But yeah, for a co-op game, I thought that was a really, really nice touch. I really enjoyed that. Do you, do you um, think it really affects the gameplay then, um, doing it as a co-op thing? Or do you feel like the experience is quite similar? Like, do, does it get a bit repetitive if you have to do the same thing twice when you're uh, controlling the two characters by yourself? I mean, it would do, yeah, but you don't mm. have to in this game. And in the last game, there was only one character, so it wasn't an issue. So I think that having read some reviews of people that played this as a single player, I think everyone found it accessible and, and fun to play as a single player as well. But I think playing oh, it as as a co-op just elevates it. I think it's yeah. sort of really, that's what it feels like the game's been designed for. So it was, it was really, really fun. And, and I would say as well, as someone who enjoys challenging puzzles, I feel mm. like they hit the balance really well. Some of it was simple, certainly earlier on in the game. And then there's optional extra puzzles that you can do, for example, that you unlock that are really quite challenging in a, so, in a satisfying way if you like puzzles, which I oh. do. <laughs> <laughs> in, in my case, as someone who would probably throw a remote control across the room, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd get upset at myself. I, I I would say play the first game because it's really <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Uh, it's really sweet. So it's a very different mood to the game you just played. And I think that your mental state when you're solving puzzles is quite important. If you're yeah. someone who enjoys performing well under pressure and under like stress, um, which is a weird way of relieving stress for some people, <laughs> then yeah, uh, your your game sounds much more... Uh, appropriate for that whereas this one i think the first game in the unravel series certainly is quite relaxing um oh, yeah it's more really like sweet. journey rather than um inside then yeah so exactly yeah and i do think the first game puzzles are a bit easier than this one um, child friendly I, for erin yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and it's really cute it's really cute the first game and this game isn't as cute there are some sweet moments but because yeah. it's got this sort of dark edge to it um with the children and and some of the the scenes that you then have to kind of um tra transverse is that the word oh yes. god now i can't think of words <laughs> you have to get across i think that sometimes. is the right word. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah there's like fire and obviously birds chasing you and things trying to eat you and <laughs> yeah but um in general because the characters are so sweet it is a very cute game. Um, what a grouse! Yeah. That's, a, that's what I just keep thinking. It's, such it's a like particular a bird. Yeah, what? it's like just... a a game bird. So a bit like a pheasant, yeah, but like but, a but round what, a pheasant. Mean, you know, why 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 a grouse? Why not like a pigeon or a turkey? It's just a really. It just I... makes me think of that advert with with the the, the alcohol advert. <laughs> so you do know what a grouse, grouse is. You're thinking of. Yeah. yeah, we're so, not asking what it is. We're asking why in particular a grouse. But thank you. Well, the game is the game is um, developed by a Swedish company and set 
kind of on the edges of a con- of countryside. Ah, so that I, makes I, sense. Yeah, I feel like although you do go into a slightly industrialized area, I feel like it's fitting with the the landscape and the setting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> nice but, one. I... Okay, I'm glad you know what a grouse is. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for everyone that didn't, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> we can be educational as well. But yes, anyway, so we've done the good. What about the things that you did not like? What's about the bad? Well, I touched on it early on. Um, It is this kind of, to me, um, sort of shoved in for no reason, dark story where you're essentially helping children. I don't know, you're not actively helping them. It's really weird. But these two children who have like, I... It's not clear if it's their parents or if it's their carers, but there's adults who are just chasing them and seem really unpleasant and they're hiding the whole time. And the way you come across this is in between your puzzle sequences, you get a cutscene. And the cutscenes really, I didn't enjoy them. They didn't fit with the sort of cuteness of the game. They didn't elevate the storytelling. They didn't bring anything to the puzzles. They didn't seem to add any atmosphere. It just seemed really at odds with what I enjoyed with the actual gameplay mm. um, to the point that both myself and my partner were playing it and like, why are they shoehorning this in? And it really yeah. felt shoehorned in. I Whereas with the first game, it really felt like you were helping a lady uncover lost memories. Yeah. It, it felt have you, have a you bit looked more up organic. if there's an explanation for it at all? Well, the explanation is that's the story. They just but why? Just why that particular story for, for that game? Just accept it, okay? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why any story for any game is is just the story they chose, and the, I guess the and this isn't a spoiler because you start with it, but at the beginning of the game, you follow a light, and every puzzle you're following a light, and at the end you bring light, more light to the situation for the kids. That's the sort of resolve. And that's not really a spoiler because yeah. it's very clear that's what you're doing from the start. Um, it's, it's just, it doesn't add anything. I almost yeah. don't even need a story for this game. You know, you've got these mm. sweet little characters. They exist in a, in, a, in a world and it's enough that animals want to eat them. It's enough that... <laughs> humans are dangerous to them because they knock them over and and their cars might run them over and stuff like that like it's enough to be <gasps> you don't a... get run over by cars do you? <laughs> no, there's machinery so and stuff yeah they're so cute but it's enough that you're a small creature in a work in a big scary world do you know what yeah. i mean like i said earlier they sort of remind me of little wall borrowers and you do feel like that you're about the size of a i don't know like a mug of tea like you're you're quite small and maybe a little tiny bit bigger than that but you're quite small and i think that the world being big and scary is sort of enough um and then but then to add this yeah. story on it kind of makes you you're almost the guardians of the children but you never actually directly interact with the children so it's kind of weird and these cut scenes are mm. sort of all blurred out and dreamlike and don't really feel feel like they fit with the aesthetic of the main game so it and this is purely an opinion, but like but like Beth is saying about loving narrative, I love narrative and this just felt disjointed to me. It felt like two different games had been smushed together. Um, so that for me was mm. was the negative. There wasn't really any other negatives for me. It was just that. 
Fair enough. Okay. Mm. So, is there anything in particular of note that you would like to mention about this game that maybe it does different? I think this is definitely a game that, despite the kind of story background, is not a major feature in the game. So I would definitely um, say if you want to play an easy to get into accessible puzzle platformer with someone in your own household. Um, This is definitely a game to pick up. And and that goes nicely into my recommendation, which is that this weirdly won uh, an award for being best family game. I don't know how family friendly it is with the kind of dark undertone of children being abused, but that's a bit messed up. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, you don't, it's not overt. You don't see anything bad happen to them except them being chased. So I would definitely not recommend this for young children. And even for slightly older children, I would be like parents and and carers and guardians, like look at it first because it could be traumatic. But Maybe Swedish said, uh, children's stories are a bit different to the ones I don't over know. Here, I, I don't know. But <laughs> it, it felt like if you'd had any, I don't know, even if you've been bullied and chased, it might be a bit um, unsettling. That said, yeah. though, so that's that's the caveat for, for children and families. But if, if you want to play a game that's easy to get into with enough challenge with puzzling, but nothing too hard, uh, as a local co-op, definitely pick this up. Like I do recommend it in that it's it's mm. really easy to get into and to play with another person. It is fun. It's just yeah. got that weird story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I just quickly as well, yeah. like, uh, what's the kind of um, completion time that you'd expect it to be done in? Um, is it a bit like ours? Oh. Like you can do it in one sitting, or is it a bit more? Uh, you know, oh bit no, more... it's longer than that. So oh, okay. I'd probably say between about six and maybe six or eight hours. Yeah. Um, trying to think how many chapters there were. I can't remember actually how many chapters. But each chapter took us about forty minutes, and there okay. were probably about seven chapters, something something like that. Um, plus there's additional puzzles that you can go off and do if you if you want a bit of extra brain challenge which i enjoy doing um yeah so it's not a long game it's sub 10 hours so yeah definitely a game that you can dip in and out of very easily as well you can just do a chapter and then put it down and then come back Um, and you won't have forgotten anything it's fine i mean Mm. you know how long is a piece of wool Oh my god! Here she That's is, terrible. back with the dad jokes. Oh, add the tumbleweed effect back in. <laughs> so you you briefly uh, you briefly mentioned um, recommendations. Um, did you want to expand on that further? Or are you happy with that and just uh, happy yeah, to go to I your rating? I made my recommendation. I'm going to rate it. So um, I am going to give this a seven out of ten. While I loved a lot about it, I think that the the sort of cutscene storytelling moments yeah. were so jarring that it took me out of the joy of the main game. And I think because yeah. I loved the first game so much. Did you did you uh, rate yeah. the first game? Have you done a review on it? I've, I, I can't remember. I can't remember, Erin. We're gonna have to go back <laughs> through our back catalogue. Oh my this goodness! This is our fourth series, um, so we've done quite a few games. So a few just listeners, a couple, yeah. <laughs> if you wanna. Oh, it's worth saying as well. I think this game is on Xbox Game Pass at the moment. Um, so if you have an Xbox and you're a member of the Game Pass, um, I think this will be free to play for you. 
but this is one of those games that in any case is now a bit cheaper because it's been out for a couple of years and um yes yeah, so i think yeah go back through our back catalogue and look at some others that are now <laughs> cheap and available <laughs> uh yeah but i think that i think that's it well done guys nice got one. through yeah, the technical difficulties <laughs> yeah yeah it has been really difficult to actually um get something you know that sounds pretty decent out of this it's been a bit choppy choppy with the internet connection yeah so we do apologize i can't even bt apologizes as well bt apologizes um (laughs) everyone using their internet at the same time apologizes uh but we hope that uh, you've enjoyed this episode please give this a share give us a five out of five on itunes if you if you're feeling the festive spirit and you want to give us a nice pre-christmas gift go for it that'd be amazing it really helps us get seen in searches and helps give the podcast a big boost um but it's been lovely talking to you erin and beth lovely to speak to you as well really enjoyed your review of your game yes very nice to yeah speak to you. i want to be a yarny now oh they are really nice. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's the next game that i think you should play you should play on raffle one um great so thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next time bye from me Jen. bye bye from me erin bye from me beth <laughs> bye, bye.